Hello, 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 my loves. Welcome back to another Healed and Healthy podcast episode. I'm so happy you're here. It's your girl, Liz. I have got such a fire episode for you. Literally, that same old, age old, new year, new me, baloney is coming up on us and this episode is here to really break down some barriers of the new year, new me, you know, weight loss, healthy lifestyle trends that inevitably increase in popularity around the new year. I'm not here to bash any one way of going about your new year's resolutions. Y'all know I'm pretty open and honest about where I got my roots in health and fitness. It was January 1st, 2017 started my health and fitness journey and there was a time and a place for that new year's resolution and what it has evolved into is something that's going to serve me much more long term than the kill myself in a gym five days a week only consuming 1200 calories and spend my weekly paycheck on supplements to help me lose weight so without further ado you guys Buckle up, because we're about to dispel the new year, new me, BS. All right, you guys, let's get into it. The new year, 2021, is rolling around. As someone who has been on my own health and fitness journey for coming up on four years now, I'm here to tell you, I have stopped looking forward to the New Year's weight loss challenges, the constant what can I buy to make myself lose the most weight in the quick amount of quickest amount of time, the inevitable influx of people who are at the gym five, six, seven days a week, the detox everything. Y'all, I could talk forever about literally the detox everything, detox tea, detox gummies, all that. And the crazy diets that come rolling and ripping through a New Year's resolution time, y'all, y'all, it's a lot. It's overwhelming. And it can be even harder and even more overwhelming if you are someone who is actively looking to lose weight around the new year. I'm not here to tell you it's wrong or right to start at New Year's. I'm here to tell you to start. That's step one. If you want to live a happier, healthier life, babe, go for it. Do the thing. But there's a lot of misconceptions around weight loss and around lifestyle changes and around how to lose weight. And it can just be really overwhelming, especially if you don't know why you want to do it. You know, everyone is working on changing something around the new year. We all have our new year's resolutions. And you know, a lot of these resolutions, whether they're health and fitness related or they're business related or regardless of what it's related to, you know why they're so hard to stick to? Y'all, because we are doing too dang much. I'm going to speak very specifically about health and fitness during this episode but I'm going to tell you the same holds true for every other resolution you could be setting. This whole new year, new me is total BS. It's a new year. You are still you. 
You did not wake up and magically find a reset button. However, you did wake up with 12 new chapters and 365 different episodes of your life that you can be making changes in, that you could be making sustainable changes in. So speaking specifically to health and fitness, you know why those, I'm going to go to the gym five days a week, I am going to eat zero carbs, high protein, high fat, I'm going to completely cut out junk food, no sweets, no refined sugar, no alcohol. Y'all know why that stuff is so hard to stick to? Because you're doing too damn much. In all reality, you flip that switch January 1st, and now all of a sudden you're only eating vegetables, you're completely cutting out bread, no bread, no pasta, you're only eating chicken breast, and you're trying to drink a gallon of water a day, you're constantly trying to go to the gym for an hour on that Stairmaster, you've stopped eating sweets, and like that's just too much. It's too much. Rome was not built in a day, and any weight that you are trying to lose did not get packed onto your body in a day. The other thing is y'all usually trying to fast forward your results. You're out of alignment with your goals, and this is the one that kills me, is that you believe it's hard. There has been such a glamorization, especially because of social media, that there has to be a struggle. It's hard work to be at the gym. It's hard work to lose the weight. It's hard work. Y'all, it's not hard. You get to choose your hard. If you want to believe it's hard, it will be hard. But I'm here to tell you it can also feel easy, and you can experience ease with that if you choose that. Y'all, I know that was a lot to digest especially because this is something very near and dear to my heart. I know you can tell that it is. I'm speaking louder. That's for freaking sure. And I'm definitely, like, if y'all could see me swinging my arms around back here. Let's dial it back. Let's peel back some of those layers. Let's digest it. I'm going to start with the biggest one. You're doing too much. You're trying to make too many drastically different changes all at once. So if you've never drank a gallon of water a day, if you've never gone to the gym three, four, five, six, seven days a week, and you've never learned what your body needs to be fueled and to benefit the things that you're trying to change, how do you expect to stick with it? You know what I mean? I'm not saying it's impossible, but I'm saying it's going to flow and feel more natural And it's not going to feel so hard if you spent the time to learn what your body needs for nutrition in a day. And if you learned that, you know, you could focus on one or two small things you could be doing every day until those things become habit. So imagine... While you take the time to learn what your body needs for nutrition, whether you're going to a nutritionist, a lot, you guys, so many insurance companies and so many doctors will happily refer you to a nutritionist and insurance mostly pays for it. I know when I go to my lady doctor appointment every year, she asks me every time I show up, so do you have any interest in setting up an appointment with our nutritionist? Like, 
I get it. That's not the same everywhere. But if that can happen for me in the middle of nowhere in little tiny Vermont, it can probably happen for you too. It's worth looking into. So imagine taking that time to learn about what your body needs to fuel you nutritionally. And while you were learning that, you just got a handle on drinking enough water during the day. Imagine how good you would feel if instead of waking up and doing like I used to do, coffee, energy drink, soda, coffee, energy drink, coffee, coffee, coffee. You need water, coffee, and soda, and energy drinks just dehydrate you. I'm not saying stop drinking coffee. I'm not saying stop drinking your energy drinks, and I'm not saying stop drinking your soda. But imagine focusing and getting a real good handle on drinking enough water for you throughout the day, which is half your weight in ounces. So if you weigh 200 pounds, you want to be drinking about 100 ounces of water a day. So imagine where drinking 100 ounces of water a day became your new normal. And then you started making dietary changes. Imagine how much easier it would feel because you already have this whole drinking water thing down. You're building a foundation of small habits. So when it comes to a larger habit, like curbing your nutrition in particular ways or adding a gym routine or some sort of workout routine, imagine how much easier it's going to be to maintain the progress you've already made while building a new layer of success. Now, imagine you already have drank enough water, but you just want to start working out. You work a desk job, you work a job where you're not super active, you want to try being more active. What if instead of immediately joining a CrossFit gym or another heavy weightlifting gym of that sorts, you started going to a group fitness class once or twice a week? Or you started walking the loop by your house once or twice a week? What if you started with body weight exercises at home? What if you started with dancing fitness videos on YouTube? Instead of jumping into a massive cardio regimen at the gym where a trainer is yelling at you for a few hours a day. You know, there's just so many other options. Imagine if you wanted to go to the gym because you want to get stronger and you loved your body. Instead of going to the gym to punish your body because you overate that day or because, you know, you really need to lose the weight. Forming those small habits over time and forming them one at a time and going from there is going to build lasting, sustainable change. Adding everything at once can be overwhelming and ultimately it can hurt your chances of sticking to whatever resolutions you have made. Over time, this is what's going to give you the results is small, sustainable changes as opposed to the yo-yo, the here one minute, gone the next. Those smaller, sustainable changes are also going to make it easier to be consistent with it in the long run. It's going to become part of your lifestyle. It's not going to become a short-lived change that you're going to experience one season and not the next. All right. That's my piece on you doing too much. Let's fast forward a little bit. Let's, uh, my other favorite one, you're trying to fast forward your results. You guys, if you want to lose 50 pounds, absolutely great. Do you think it will come off just like that? Weight goes off as quickly as it goes on. 
But if you gained 50 pounds over the course of a year, realistically, it's going to take you close to a year to lose it. It is unrealistic to try and lose 50 pounds for a wedding you have to go to in three months. I know. I tried. It didn't work. That weight didn't magically appear on you overnight. You did not go to bed. I'm here to tell you, y'all, you did not go to bed weighing 170 pounds on January or on December 31st and wake up January 1st weighing 220. So why would you expect the weight to come off like that? Your lifestyle changed. Something changed and you gained weight. Therefore, the only way to lose the weight is to change again. I'm speaking from experience on this part, guys. I have fluctuated quite a bit with my weight over the last few years. And a lot of that has to do with change in my life. I've moved a couple times. I've started new jobs. I've gotten married. I've experienced tremendous loss in my life. And those things, the way that I coped for a long time was by eating, by having a burger, by doing this, by doing that. You know, cake, cookies. Oh, the Christmas cookies this time of year, you guys, get me. However, I can lose that weight anytime I want. I have. I mean, I feel better in my skin now than I ever have, but that's besides the point. The point is forcing yourself and your body to try and fast forward to your weight loss goals is not sustainable. Going from a 2,000 plus calorie diet a day based on what you typically eat down to a 1,200 calorie military diet because you just want this weight off and you can't wait to weigh 170 or 150 or 120 or whatever that quote unquote magic number is for you is not sustainable. Ultimately, what you're going to do when you try and get those fast-tracked results, when you lose a lot of weight really quickly on this super unsustainable diet, what happens? You stop the diet because, ooh, I've made it to my goal. And before you know it, you're eating a cookie here and there. One cookie becomes two, becomes three, becomes ten, and all of a sudden the weight starts to go back on. And, you know, it's like, wow, what did I do? What could I have possibly done wrong? Why is the weight coming back on? Y'all, the weight is coming back on because you're not eating that same 1,200-calorie diet that you were eating. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with a diet like that, especially if you're being, you know, supervised by a doctor or your dietitian said so, your nutritionist said so. I'm saying if you're trying to fast forward to your results by taking crazy fat burners, by skipping meals, by consuming such a low, being in such a calorie deficit that the weight comes off the fastest, you're not going to be able to sustain that kind of diet because you're going to start to feel deprived. And yeah, you can hop off your diet for a week and enjoy yourself on vacation, but how much harder is it going to be to jump back on when you're living such a restrictive life, when you're living in active restriction and resistance? It's going to be impossible to jump back on that bandwagon. Okay, y'all, another piece to this puzzle 
is the belief that it's hard. It's hard to lose weight. It's hard to go to the gym. It's hard to eat healthy. This basic thought, this little whisper is always going to be there. It's that little devil on your shoulder telling you about how hard it's going to be. And it's going to pop up all the time, especially at that first sign when things really do get hard. You know, when you woke up late, didn't have time to pack your lunch, and now you're trying to figure out what you're going to do. That little devil is just going to remind you of how hard this really is and how hard it's going to be to reach your goals. And from there, it can be really easy to spiral into all that self-doubt and negative self-talk about how hard it's going to be, about how you'll never actually achieve your goals. Guys, (laughs) so many people have glamorized this struggle. Social media particularly has played a huge part in glamorizing that struggle of This was so much hard, crazy, intense work that the struggle, that struggling, that things being hard has become a cornerstone of their journey because life is hard, right? Guys, it's so easy to get stuck in that mindset mindset of hard is the only way to get what we want. Study hard to get into the college you want to get into. Work hard at that job so you maybe get that promotion. Play hard because you spend so much time working. You have to be at one extreme or the other. And these extremes have become the expectation. Imagine if we knew and believed that something would be easy. Just like take a minute and really sit there and think how drastically different your life would have been If you sat there and thought, this is going to be easy. I'm not talking about it being given to you. I'm not talking about how it magically appears easy. I'm talking about doing the work, making the progress, taking the time to achieve the things you want to achieve was easy. You didn't feel icky about it. You never felt burnt out about it. Going through those changes and creating them with ease so you can feel light and confident with those changes Instead of feeling like everything is so hard all the effing time. You guys, if you believe it's going to be super hard, it will be. I'm not saying it's not going to take work. Y'all know that. It does require effort. Anything in life requires effort. However, aligned effort and aligning those thoughts with why you want to make these changes is going to help it feel easy instead of a constant uphill battle. That was a lot. I know that was a lot. So let's dissect some more of it. The struggle. Everyone loves to share their struggle because our struggles make us human. Our struggles are what make us relatable to one another. Because I can't feel like I'm going to connect with someone if They sit there and tell me about how their whole life was absolutely perfect and everything was handed to them. We naturally want to root for the underdog. We naturally want to see people rise from a hardship. Social media portrays this. Film, TV portrays this. It doesn't mean not to share your struggle. It doesn't mean that there isn't a struggle. But glamorizing the struggle is where, at least personally, I got caught up a lot with the idea that 
I have to be working so hard and experience this incredible hardship in order to be successful in my business. I have to experience the incredible rock bottom lows with my health so I know that I can get back up and make a change for the better and finally lose the weight for good. Do you realize how ludicrous that sounds? Do you genuinely realize how ludicrous that sounds? For some people, yes, it is going to take an extreme for them to make a change. But if you're actively seeking some kind of a change and you just don't know where to start, everyone's story of struggle has been glamorized. Go on Instagram. Any single time a successful person is talking about their success, they are so sure and so quick and so deliberate in telling their hardships and telling their struggles because it makes them relatable. We all struggle, but we all don't have to have an extreme dramatic struggle. Your struggle could be something as simple as, I don't like drinking water. I can't handle flavorless water. It's gross. Your struggle could be that you just don't like the taste of many vegetables. So you primarily eat meat and carbs. Your struggle could be that you're a single mom or even just a regular mom who is always and constantly and dutifully putting her children first. So your struggle might be that you just have a hard time making time for you and making time for your healthy changes and the things that you want in this life. Your struggle doesn't have to be a mountain Your struggle can be a molehill. And I promise you, whether your struggle is that mountain face in front of you or that little molehill, when you achieve victory over that mountain or over that molehill, it will still feel good. You will still feel accomplished. You will still have made changes for the better. Don't feel like you need to experience a huge struggle to find a successful outcome. I'm going to take a step back and talk about that alignment piece that I was mentioning before, the aligned effort and aligning your effort with your, oh my gosh, my brain just turned off. (laughs) Oh, aligning your effort with your actions. There you go, Liz. Guys. Nighttime podcast recordings, a whole nother beast. So alignment is exactly what it sounds like. Think I like to think of it as like a straight line. Do you have your ducks in a row with what you want? The changes that you're making to get to what you want? Is the actual why you want those things in that same line? Alignment with your reason for making a change will be the difference between seeing long-term success with your changes and you abandoning your changes at some point in time. I said it once and I will say it again. You cannot hate yourself into weight loss, gym time, diet changes, or anything else. Guys, if I start crying, I'm sorry, but I can genuinely tell you for years I believed that if I just lost the weight, became a size two, and worked to look like everyone else, that I would be cool, 
these people would like me. I would be worthy of love. I'd be worthy of the time and I would finally fit in. For a while in the beginning of my journey, when I lost 40 pounds, this absolutely worked. I was able to be a part of the group. Once my progress slowed, once my business slowed, I found those same feelings coming back up of unworthiness. I found those same voices in my head. Even though I had lost 40 pounds, you guys, I still heard that little voice telling me it wasn't enough. I still heard and felt that same sort of anguish when my pants didn't fit the way I wanted them to because I had bought the size six pants already. I was like, Ooh, next week, if I keep doing what I'm doing, I'm going to be in that size six. Guess what? I wasn't in the size six and it crushed me. So when I hit that first plateau, that first really long plateau, I was devastated. I felt like I didn't belong. I felt like I had just wasted a whole year and a half of my life losing that 40 pounds because I'm not a size six. Can you guys hear how ludicrous and unfathomably ridiculous that is? I lost 40 freaking pounds. Why wasn't I proud? Why wasn't I ecstatic? Why did I immediately start going off the deep end and eating everything in sight and reversing a good chunk of that 40 pound weight loss? Because the reason I wanted to lose weight was not in alignment with my actions. My why for losing weight was not something that connected to my soul. At that point in my life, my original why for losing weight was because I was unhappy was because I was at the heaviest I'd ever been. I was at the lowest low of a depressive episode. And I just wanted to be a part of a group. I had just gotten out of school because I graduated in May of 2016 and January 2017 rolled around. And I wanted to be part of a group. I wanted to stop gaining weight. And... The reality is I started losing weight and changing my diet in January of 2017 because I hated the way I looked because I never went out of the house without a full face of makeup because I could contour my face and make myself look thinner. I wore the tightest of tight-fitting jeans and squeezed myself into them and would wear loose flowy tops so no one could see my stomach, even a hint of it. You guys, I hated myself so much. I believed that losing weight, I believed that the way I looked and the way I presented myself directly correlated to my self-worth. I genuinely believed that if I lost the weight, that if I fit into this idea of what other people wanted me to be and what other people said I should be, that I would feel worthy and that I would feel loved and I would finally fit in. 
the reality is I had a lot more healing to do around my relationship with food and my body image before I was able to really start making changes for me. Because I was making changes and I was losing weight and I was at the gym because, you know, preteen me so desperately wanted to fit in, but I was a little bit bigger. I was a little bit chunkier than a lot of other girls. And I was acting from a place of hurt. I was acting from a place of, I so desperately want to fit in and be loved. And the only people that I saw in my life that fit in and that were loved were people who were thinner. The reality is, is that you and I right now, as we are, have unlimited worthiness. We are so worthy right now as we are. It took a very long time for me to realize that my worth was not connected to the number on the scale. It took me even longer to learn that I want to make these changes in my life. I want to lead a healthier life because I love myself. Because I love that I can wake up every morning and get out of bed on my own unassisted. I love that I can walk without pain most days. I absolutely love that I have a car to drive and that my body allows me to drive that car. I love even more that I can pick up my godson. Having appreciation for everything that my body does for me right here, right now, fuels my desire to make and sustain these changes because I want my body to be better. It's great right now, but imagine how much better it will be if I continue to make these changes. That's the place of real alignment where things start to feel easy because I'm not cutting out my cheeseburgers and french fries and margaritas and tacos. I'm learning how to eat them without overeating them. I'm learning how to actually determine when I'm hungry and not when I feel bad and want an endorphin boost. Being in alignment with your why, understanding why you want to lose weight, healing any of those fear stories, healing any of that trauma you have around your weight and around why you want to lose weight and your self-image is going to be the greatest foundation that you can lay down for sustained change in your life, especially when it comes to around living a healthier lifestyle. Now comes the big question, how do I heal those stories? How do I make these changes? Guys, start small. If you're very genuinely lost on where to start, I can give you some bomb resources on where to start. Honestly, where you start is completely contingent on where you are at your point in your journey through this thing we call life. I'd recommend sitting with the idea of what changes you want to make 
write that at the top of your paper. Get a journal out. I'm a big journaler. I highly recommend it. So get that notebook out, get a random scrap piece of paper out and write down why you want to lose the, why you want to make a change, why you want to lose the weight, why you want to go to the gym, why you want to do anything for your new year's resolution. And then ask yourself why and write down everything that comes up. When you think you have written down everything that you could possibly think of when asked why you want to achieve that. Right after you've written everything you want to or why you want to achieve all of that, write why again and keep going. Keep going. Keep asking yourself why. Why do those things matter? Why is this something you want to work for? Why is this something you want to achieve? Knowing where that why comes from, for me, it was always about worthiness. For so much of my life, I did not feel worthy of even basic human things. I never felt really worthy of existing. And that's where a lot of my hangups were in business and personal life and work life. In everything, it came down to was I worth the time and the energy that other people were putting into me? Was I worthy, was I worthy of good things? So when I started writing my whys, I could come up with a a list a mile and a long for why I wanted to lose weight. I wanted to lose weight because my knees won't hurt. I wanted to lose weight because my back won't hurt. I wanted to lose weight because I'll finally be able to wear, you know, clothing off of the rack. I won't have to try and order something that's plus sized and then not have it fit my waist, but fit my legs. You know, and I really sit there and I just kept asking myself, why, 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 why? And it always came down to, I want to be worthy. I want to feel loved. I want to feel important. I want to feel like I matter. Which took a lot of healing outside of a notebook. I have not been shy about letting y'all know that I have worked with a life coach before. Shout out to Melissa and Pet. If you don't follow her on Instagram, highly recommend doing that. She is a lovely ray of sunshine. And between her Brightest Light Mastermind and some one-on-one coaching, I really worked through my shit. And I really figured out exactly what was holding me back from being in alignment and what was holding me back from making these sustainable changes and not self not self sabotaging them i recommend really sitting with your why's sit with your why you want to accomplish something and if you need support beyond what you can find via a google search reach out y'all i can point you in some fabulous directions And I can give you some more fun people to follow on Instagram because their content is lit, their coaching programs are fire, and you never know, you could be their dream client. So, highly recommend. If you really do feel truly stuck and you don't know where to start and everything is so overwhelming, reach out to me. I will 110% provide you with... Every 
resource I can think of. I have them all here. Not all of them, but I have a lot. You know what I mean? Y'all know what I'm saying. Now that we have officially gotten through the glamorized struggle, the out of alignment, the doing too much too fast, and the fast forwarding through your results, you guys, we've officially come to the close of another episode of the Healed and Healthy Podcast. You guys, that episode was chock full of so much good stuff. So much good information. Holy guacamole. There really was a lot there. Thank you so much for sticking around and listening to this entire episode. You guys, I'm so grateful to have you here listening. In the meantime, between this episode and next episode, I hope you'll come hang out with me on Instagram. You can find me at Liz Caldwell Small on Instagram. Or if you want to see some real tomfoolery and me making an absolute fool out of myself, go follow me on TikTok. My username is at Liz Caldwell Small. And you can also find me on Facebook at Liz Small. You guys, thank you so much. I cannot wait to keep sharing with you all sorts of amazing things on the Healed and Healthy podcast. And as always, y'all know it is a great day to have a great day. I hope you go have a great day. <laughs>